You're listening to the weekly Bible lesson from Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church, Plainfield, New Jersey, United States of America. Our citations are from King James Version of the Bible and Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, 1910 edition by Mary Baker Eddy. This lesson is for Sunday, June 18, 2023. Subject, is the universe, including man, evolved by atomic force? Golden text, Job, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. Responsive reading, Job. Behold, God exalted by his power. Who teacheth like him? God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he which we cannot comprehend. For he said to the snow, Be thou on the earth. Likewise to the small rain, and to the great reign of his strength. Dost thou know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous works of him which is perfect in knowledge? How thy garments are warm when he quieteth the earth by the south wind. Touching the Almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment and in plenty of justice. He will not afflict. I will read from the Bible, Job. I would seek unto God and unto God would I commit my cause, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. Who giveth rain upon the earth, and sendeth waters upon the fields, to set up on high those that below, that those which mourn may be exalted to safety. He disappointeth the devices of the crafty, so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and the counsel of the forward is carried headlong. He shall deliver thee in six troubles, yea, in seven there shall no evil touch thee. In famine he shall redeem thee from death, and in war from the power of the sword. Thou shalt be hid from the scourge of the tongue, neither shalt thou be afraid of destruction when it cometh. At destruction and famine thou shalt laugh, neither shalt thou be afraid of the beasts of the earth. For thou shalt be in league with the stones of the field, and the beasts of the field shall be at peace with thee. And thou shalt know that thy tabernacle shall be in peace. First Kings And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. 
And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up. Say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he came thither unto a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said unto him, What doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. Psalms O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands, from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. Matthew. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, 
he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore dost thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased, and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Amos For lo, he that formeth the mountains, and createth the wind, and declareth unto man what is his thought, that maketh the morning darkness, and treadeth upon the high places of the earth. The Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Mind's control over the universe, including man, is no longer an open question, but is demonstrable science. The scriptures imply that God is all in all. From this it follows that nothing possesses reality nor existence except the divine mind and his ideas. The scriptures also declare that God is spirit, therefore in spirit all is harmony and there can be no discord. Everything in God's universe expresses him. There is but one real attraction, that of spirit. The pointing of the needle to the pole symbolizes this all-embracing power or the attraction of God, divine mind. The planets have no more power over man than over his maker. 
since God governs the universe, but man, reflecting God's power, has dominion over all the earth and its hosts. In proportion as matter loses to human sense all entity as man, in that proportion does man become its master. He enters into a diviner sense of the facts and comprehends the theology of Jesus as demonstrated in healing the sick, raising the dead, and walking over the wave. All these deeds manifested Jesus' control over the belief that matter is substance, that it can be the arbiter of life or the constructor of any form of existence. Through spiritual ascendancy, our Lord and Master healed the sick, raised the dead, and commanded even the winds and waves to obey him. Grace and truth are potent beyond all other means and methods. Erring power is a material belief, a blind miscalled force, the offspring of will and not of wisdom, of the mortal mind and not of the immortal. It is the headlong cataract, the devouring flame, the tempest's breath. It is lightning and hurricane, all that is selfish, wicked, dishonest, and impure. Moral and spiritual might belong to spirit, who holds the wind in his fists, and this teaching accords with science and harmony. In science, you can have no power opposed to God, and the physical senses must give up their false testimony. Your influence for good depends upon the weight you throw into the right scale. The good you do and embody gives you the only power obtainable. Evil is not power. It is a mockery of strength, which ere long betrays its weakness and falls, never to rise. The material so-called gases and forces are counterfeits of the spiritual forces of divine mind, whose potency is truth, whose attraction is love, whose adhesion and cohesion are life perpetuating the eternal facts of being. Electricity is the sharp surplus of materiality, which counterfeits the true essence of spirituality or truth. The great difference being that electricity is not intelligent, while spiritual truth is mind. There is no vapid fury of mortal mind expressed in earthquake, wind, wave, lightning, fire, bestial ferocity, and the so-called mind is self-destroyed. The manifestations of evil which counterfeit divine justice are called in the scriptures the anger of the Lord. In reality, they show the self-destruction of error or matter and point to matter's opposite, the strength and permanency of spirit. 
Christian science brings to light truth and its supremacy, universal harmony, the entireness of God, good, and the nothingness of evil. The universe, like man, is to be interpreted by science from its divine principle, God, and then it can be understood. But when explained on the basis of physical sense and represented as subject to growth, maturity, and decay, the universe, like man, is and must continue to be an enigma. Adhesion, cohesion, and attraction are properties of mind. They belong to divine principle and support the equipoise of that thought force which launched the earth in its orbit and said to the proud wave thus far and no farther. Spirit is the life, substance, and continuity of all things. We tread on forces, withdraw them, and creation must collapse. Human knowledge calls them forces of matter, but divine science declares that they belong wholly to divine mind, are inherent in this mind, and so restores them to their rightful home and classification. The elements and functions of the physical body and of the physical world will change as mortal mind changes its beliefs. The universe of spirit reflects the creative power of the divine principle or life, which reproduces the multitudinous forms of mind and governs the multiplication of the compound idea man. The tree and herb do not yield fruit because of any propagating power of their own, but because they reflect the mind which includes all. A material world implies a mortal mind and man a creator. The scientific divine creation declares immortal mind and the universe created by God. Love alone can impart the limitless idea of infinite mind. Geology has never explained the earth's formations. It cannot explain them. Science reveals only one mind, and this one shining by its own light and governing the universe, including man, in perfect harmony. This mind forms ideas, its own images, subdivides and radiates their borrowed light, intelligence, and so explains the scripture phrase, whose seed is in itself. Thus God's ideas multiply and replenish the earth. The divine mind supports the sublimity, magnitude, and infinitude of spiritual creation. So-called mineral, vegetable, and animal substances are no more contingent now on time or material structure than they were when the morning stars sang together. Mind made the plant of the field before it was in the earth. The periods of spiritual ascension 
are the days and seasons of mind's creation in which beauty, sublimity, purity, and holiness, yea, the divine nature, appear in man and the universe never to disappear. Here now are our three daily duties by Mary Baker Eddy as given in the church manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life and love be established in me, and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God, to his leader, and to mankind. By his works, he shall be judged and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy, page 442. Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you either when asleep or when awake. Thank you for listening and let some truth from the lesson help you make it a great day. You may visit our website plainfieldcs.com for more information.